This call is being recorded. Good morning. Hello, is anybody on there? Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> this is good. nobody. Good morning. Nobody's on reading. That's when I'm on there. Especially Barbara. Oh, okay. Barbara might not be on. She's definitely. She's had the same surgery I had. Uh, year ago, double knee operation. So uh, I will pick up the reading. So good morning, everybody. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who's on the call? This is Carla. Good morning. Good morning, Carla. This is Brother Dwayne. Brother Dwayne, I can uh, recognize your voice anywhere. <laughs> you too, bro. Good morning, Brother Eric. I'm here. Oh, okay. Good morning. Good morning. Just taking over for you. I appreciate uh, okay. it, though. I'm here, but if you take over, that would be appreciated. Okay. Uh, I don't have a computer with me, so I don't have the announcements. Oh, God. I don't have that either. Um, Hold on mm-hmm. a minute. Let me okay. get up Well, good morning. Welcome to the Craig Victory. This is Barbara. Who's on the call? Hmm. 
Good morning. Welcome to Detroit Victory. This is Barbara, who's on the call. Good morning. This is Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Susie, are you by your computer? No, I'm not. I'm in, in the kitchen in the dark. <laughs> 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 My brother just flew in from uh, back east. So. Oh, yeah, good. I'm, well, that's a praise report. Safe travel. Yes, it is. I'm so happy to see him. It's been a year, so. <laughs> well, I I have it on on my phone. At least I can I can say um, I don't know the spiel that good, but at least I can say um, make something up and say who's who's doing the um, who's doing the uh, declaration. Um, the one I, I feel. Right. Uh, I don't think we have anybody down for the prayer. So um, if somebody is called, and that is the thing for this month, somebody can step in and pray, which would be so appreciative. If not, I guess. uh, I'll step in and pray. This is Geraldine. Okay. I believe I was on for today. No, I was actually on for today. Oh, Thank you, you Hey, is anybody hosting and greeting? Good morning. Welcome to Declared Victory. This is Barbara who's on the line. Hey, Miss B. <laughs> Hi, Miss Dion. Good morning, ladies. It's Dondria. Hey, Good morning, Dondria. Good morning. Good morning, Juliet. Good morning. Good morning. 
Dion, I don't have the. Uh, don't worry about it. You, you should have texted me anyway. You don't have no business doing this. How you feel? Um, I'm okay. I can't complain. It was worse yesterday. It's better today. Okay. Um, can you please text me your phone number? Okay, sweetie. Okay. All right, guys. Um, hold on one second. I need glasses, or I won't be able to do anything. Well, good morning. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and just jump in. Um, and go ahead and get the call started. Good morning and welcome to Declare Victory. Happy Saturday, everyone. Prayerful that um, that all is well with each and every one of you. I haven't done this in so long. OMG. <laughs> I feel I like a it. bad kid. Oh, you got it? Yeah, I have it. This is um, Will Princess. I got it. Go ahead, Warrior Princess. <laughs> Thank you, Royal Princess. You want me to hold things? Girl, I don't know. Do whatever, okay. do whatever you go to. Okay, okay. It's time to move forward to the next segment of the call. Before we move forward, please meet your line. Hello, my name is Charina, a.k.a. World Princess. I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are prayer calls that meet Monday through Saturday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, and encourage and equip you for your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to phone in daily for the great messages we have planned for you. Our theme is, for this month is the call. You don't want to miss the teachings, lessons, and heart shares that will be brought to you by your wonderful and gifted declarers. There is no announcements today, and I did not check the prayer request. But the declaration for the day is Dwayne and Sarah, and Sarah. Praying and corporate praise is done by Geraldine. Then we go right into closing comments hosted by Declare, Dwayne and Sarah. I repeat, declaration, Dwayne and Sarah. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Geraldine. Then we go right into closing comments hosted by Declare, Dwayne and Sarah. The scripture for today is First John 3, 1. Behold, what matter of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it know him not. May the Lord add a blessing in, to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to please put your phone on mute until the structure come off mute. I now pass the call over to declare Dwayne and Sarah Alex. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, thank you, uh, thank you, Barbara, for the hosting um, and the mutual uh, collective hands that we're helping and hosting today. Um, Sarah is actually not feeling uh, the best, so um, there's just been, uh, I think, a lot of things happening today, but I think that's just the importance of um, maybe the importance of, of this uh, call and this declare. Uh, it's August 31st, so last day of the month, last declare for the series, The Called. Um, hopefully, uh, I bring something, the Lord uses me to bring something that's worthy of uh, bringing everything to a close here, um, at least uh, declaration-wise and speaking-wise, but uh, hopefully 
um, a good wrap-up to what we walk forward in. Uh, I am eternal, as always, I am grateful for being able to uh, utilize this platform uh, for what the Lord would speak and and share with his uh, children. So in that, um, I just pray, Daddy, in your name, uh, Father, I pray that you uh, empty me out and fill me with you in order that your children can hear and partake of what you have for them and just empty me out. Fill me with what you have and then pour that out so they can partake of what you have for them. Help, Daddy, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, for the title uh this share, uh, I just call it the the called must wake up. Uh, the called must wake up. Um, the scripture that's going to be used, uh, the main one here is Ephesians 5, 1 through 21. And a little backdrop on Ephesians. So I, I knew there had to be a reason why I liked Ephesians so much. Um, and actually, it is a church. So the the church in Ephesus is actually one that was started uh, by a couple, uh, a married couple of teachers, uh, Priscilla and Aquila. And uh, on on Paul's second journey, uh, his second missionary journey, uh, this church was established through those teachers. Later, pastored by Paul for three years and Timothy for about a year and a half. Uh, but the heart of it, and I, I, I think a lot of the material and a lot of meat of why it was established by, I think it shows why it was established by a couple, just a lot of things that they walked with. And, and uh, if you are teaching couple together, as uh, my my wife and I are and, and are continuing to learn how to do that, um, there are certain factors that come in through marriage that then can be poured out. Um, I think the Lord uses that spirit to be poured out uh, onto uh, the people's lives that they touch or come in contact with, and especially when a church starts. So a lot of things on on love and thankfulness and faithfulness, uh, and being uh, remaining pure and 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 faithful. Um, there's a lot of things, a lot of those things, and. Um, a lot of practical, realistic things on how do you go day to day um, and, and hold it down when any and everything can come against you. So a lot of those themes, uh, no wonder I like it. Uh, but so Ephesians 5, 121, it reads, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. And and I'm I'm reading this part because as the called I think this uh, this part of scripture that I'm going to read it, it's what the the called in general like all God's children that this is a a small blueprint of this is who you should be and what you should be about um, and when it comes to the call when you're really called for a purpose and to do something like even deeper than just I'm going to follow God but the deep root of like I'm you're going to be his disciples and you're going to be about his business. Um, This is, I think, an emphasis on what you should be doing times 
like infinity because you've got to be serious. When you are called, you've got to be serious about what he's called you to. You've got to be serious about that work. You've got to be serious about your relationship with him. You've got to be serious about what you stand for and what you show, which is literally all him. <laughs> Bottom line, you, you, you represent him on the daily. You represent the call that he has on your life. You represent the power and the kingdom of Almighty God. And so when I read this, when this was sent to the Ephesians, of like, hold up, y'all need to straighten up a bit and, and hear me. When you're the called, you need to hear this and be about this. So, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a, f a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you, as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure, or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. That's some serious stuff right there. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Let nobody <laughs> fool you and, and water down anything that's being brought. Therefore, do not become partners with them, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper. Or in Duane's terms, wake up and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, in other words, worship, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. I know this is a mouthful, uh, but I'm going to break all that down of about eight points of just what he's telling the called, what he's telling the people that need to step up. This is my eight parts, I guess, to this of, of that blueprint and that formula. Uh, number one, we're called to walk in love as being imitators of God. Walk in love as being imitators of God. First uh, John 4, 7 through 8 and 16 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for the love is from God. 
and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. And 16, so we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. We, uh, in our days of doing hip-hop together as a couple, um, with a couple of different crews or what have you back in the day with Christian hip hop, uh, had one of her favorite songs was, um, uh, if you have no love in your heart, then it's all just words. And it's true. You know, you're clanging. If it's not love, you're planning symbols. You can do all the great things. You can cast out demons. Um, you can rise people from the dead. You can walk in miracles and what have you. And then if you have no love, um, then that one day Jesus is going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. First and foremost, whatever you do, when you are, if you're not doing it in love, what, what are you doing it for? If you don't walk, if you don't imitate God, what are we Christians? The whole first term Christians came out with wasn't a heavenly thing, it was, or necessarily it wasn't the church came up and said, hey, this is what we're going to call ourselves. Uh, it was the Romans making fun of you because you followed Jesus, who they couldn't stand. And all those that, that were enemies, they're like, oh, you're little Christs. Now, that that little, you know, poke at you and that insult did become a badge of honor because, yes, we're supposed to be those little Christs. We walk forward imitating the imitators of God, which Christ is God in the flesh. And everything he did is love, without question. And um, we have some... Uh, you know, a couple of young men in our time that we have been able to mentor um, from Cali and now hopefully, you know, in Arizona, what have you. And every now and then, actually some back in Ohio, even when we were uh, working with at-risk youth and living with young men. And um, definitely when we're younger, we're more zealous, which is a wonderful and beautiful thing. But there are some young men, I think, that were especially um, anointed for certain things. but they had, they lacked grace or, um, yeah, they lacked giving grace to themselves and to others. They lacked sometimes showing that love because they were fired up and they could see all the wrongs, but they just came out from it. Right. Or they're being starting to move out from it. And they shoot want to cast down that fire and brimstone and just knock people off their feet and what have you. And yes, there's wake up calls that need to happen. No doubt. <laughs> No, that's why I'm doing this. Not, there's no doubt there's wake-up calls that need to happen. But if you don't do it in love, you're just going to Bible beat people to nothing. And you are not showing. You, you can say all you want, whatever, but it's not going to lead anywhere. Like, I know, you know, you know, I was sharing this with a young man. You don't have to tell me twice that, you know, I'm nothing but dirt that God just is gracious enough to breathe into. But if, but that in itself, like, you know, sometimes it works, I guess. You know, my uncle's a an old-school Pentecostal preacher in Brooklyn, grew up with that, and it was just like, you better, you better shape up, and, and the fear of God's coming down because he's coming, he's, he's going to obliterate you. I get that, but that didn't make me run the Jews. <laughs> that didn't make any me change. Anything. I mean, it, it, it stirred up and like, oh, shoot, that's right, but it's not going to stop nothing. It didn't transform me. 
That's not what transformed my wife. It was the love of God that despite all that I am, despite all that I lack, despite all the stupidness I do, he still loved me enough to die for me. He still loved me enough to not leave me as I am, accept me where I am. Straight accept me, accept you right where he found you, but loves you enough not to leave you there. That love must emanate from the inner core of your being, and that is all that pours out. There's times my wife is just like, okay, how do you just tell people what it, just like tell people as it is, but they don't get offended or hurt pretty much most of the time. <laughs> there are all those cases, but it's just love. If if you truly are loving people, you can literally tell them to their face the truth about what's going down, and they can still, if it's done in love, be like tears will just flow and have their moment to break down and just come back. Jesus didn't have to yell and bark and scream at the people that already knew where they were at. He only yelled and screamed at the people that were hypocrites and supposed to leave the church. But truth, done in love, that does the work for you. It's not our job to make people change and do nothing. That's God's job. We just have to be present to offer that encounter. We have to be present and live in that life so that we can be taken seriously and that our words actually have merit. But the 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 work of of transforming a life and pointing to a life and and catching those souls and having them to you know give their love and everything that's that's all the spirit's job. You just have to let that love pour out of you. Be imitators of God. Number two, my number two point: stay clear of sexual and all impurity, covetousness, filthiness, or foolish talk. Um, and that's a lot, and it's a mouthful when we want to be real and be serious about it. First Corinthians chapter six, seventeen through twenty says, "But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one, one spirit with Him." Flee from sexual immorality, for every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is what? A temple, a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God. You are not your own. You are not your own. You are not your own. For you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. You do not belong to you any more. You gave your yes. You came on board. You spoke out, God used me. So you know what? I, he owns you now, so you can't just do whatever you want with his house, with his residency. You are his place. You are his abode. You are his house. You are his chill spot. You are his don't treat his home any just which way you want to. That's that man's house. Respect that. But this is my body. I can do it. Shut it. Not anymore. You get, you sold that lease. You gave that to him. 
You said, I can't run this by myself. I'm going bankrupt. My sins are coming down, my sexual immorality, my all this. I'm getting run. This house was getting run down, and you came to the point you realized you couldn't handle this project anymore. You couldn't handle this. You couldn't maintain this on your own. You needed partnership. Forget that. Not even partnership. You needed somebody else to own it, and you're just taking care of it now. That is his house. Respect it. That is that man's house. You're just allowed to still stay in it. And it's temporary anyway. Your spirit man is clean and 100% and always with him. Your spirit man is pure. Your spirit man is righteous. That tent that currently is his temporary temple, that that only has a certain self, shelf life anyway. But in the meantime, be respectful of it because he's there. His presence is the king resides in. I know we live in a democracy, so we lose really the core and the the reverence due to a king. Like, we don't grow up understanding that. But he is a king. It's not like we get to vote on the decisions or, or we need, oh, the king's not being fair, so we need to have a vote on, no, no. Kings have final rule. Kings say if you live or die. Kings say if you get to stay in that house no more because what this is my pro- as a king. The land is the king, and everything on it is the king. You are subject. You are a subject. You are subject to the king's whims. You don't control squat except what he gives you authority for for the time in which he gives you authority for it. So when he says you need to keep this house clean, you need to keep up the maintenance, you need to not let just anybody come all in and do whatever they want with my stuff. But this is my body. I can control. I can give myself to whoever, do whatever I want, or whatever life is within it, I can choose whether stop it. It's a man's choice. It's a woman's choice. It's whatever I want to do. By the way, today's going to be stuff that's just going to come in the face to tell you to wake up, by the way. You can't just do what you want to do because you are no longer just your own. You need to wake up. If you are the called, there is another standard to reach and hit. My wife was told once, you know, there are those stallions, um, there are those horses, you know, a lot of the horses sometimes in, in a training set, a lot of horses get to just play and frolic, whatever, and then there are those those chosen horses to be race horses, to be thoroughbreds, whatever, that they have a special diet and they have a special training and they have a special way about life that they just have to live because they were selected to be champions. You're called, you're selected to be a champion and there's a certain diet and there's a certain training and there's a certain lifestyle you have to live. Why? Because you were called for a purpose and you need to do it all the way down to if you use your words for foolish talk or not. We understand the impurity, the, the, the sexual you know, impurity, uh, being jealous of other people, being filthy, whatever, but even down to your words, because your words, you are the called, your words are powerful. So even foolish talk, slander, gossiping, joking, whatever, even down to the simplest things, your words have power. So don't waste them on stupidness. Number three, we need to be about thankfulness. Living a life 
of thankfulness. And I bring this to Psalm 100, verse 4, and we've quoted this before, especially with uh, dreams and dream interpretation. Uh, Psalms 100, verse 4, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. Now, I say this because, okay, enter his gates with thanksgiving. That's the Lord inviting in. Come into into the heavenly realms in order to get to those courthouses. To you know, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise, because that's where we get delivered from a lot of things. That's where we break off a lot of things that we legally, the enemy still has binding over us. But even to come in, you don't enter a man's house unless you're invited. You don't enter into the kingdom. You don't enter into a place to, uh, especially when you talk with someone uh, of authority, and we're talking about God Almighty, the King. You don't come into his presence, into his residency, into having an audience with him without being invited. And then you better not come without bearing some gifts. You don't come to the king. The king's called you. Okay, what's up? No. You come because he's invited, and you you come bearing gifts. Your gift is your thankfulness for everything he's done. You give your gift of thankfulness because of all the gifts he gives you, namely, first of all, number one, the next breath that you have. Be thankful. But my life's not fair. I'm going through this. But be thankful. You don't know how hard it is. You don't know what I've been going through. Be thankful. I don't have all that I want. I don't get all the stuff that I have. There is more out there for Be thankful. If you can't be thankful for just a little, why would he give you the much? You're already complaining and hollering. You can't even recognize the simplest. That breath. Are you thankful for that? Period. I'm not talking about fair. Want to be fair? Fair is that you don't deserve that breath. Fair is that if you were, if he were to be true, he is justice. So if you want justice now, you're gonna be in a, you're gonna be in a very hot spot. Let's just be real. It's not about fair or what we feel um, or what's right or coming to us, whatever. Be grateful for any and all that you have. Period. Because he's God and he didn't have to give it to you, and what you do deserve is nothing. Because the only way you can override, you know, getting up into a man's place without being invited or, or, or coming in without bearing gifts is you have to have an authority higher than his. And then no, not one of us has a higher authority than God Almighty. So we can't even go there. Be thankful in order to enter his gates, take an audience with him, be present. Enter his, th- enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Then you can then petition. Lord God, I'm thankful and grateful for every single thing that you gave me, the breath that I have, the children that I have, the household, my wife, the love, simply because you give me the voice to speak on your behalf. Therefore, can you please hear me and free me from the bonds that holds me back? Free my family from the past generational sins and mess that we've had. Free us from the uh, 
um, please break those things that are holding back our finances, break those things that are holding back our relationship. Because I am grateful and thankful to you and you call me your child and you love me, can I be bold enough to ask you this, Daddy? Then you got his ear. Then you can talk about some needs and what you what have, which he already knows anyway, but then he'll hear you because you, of your gratitude, your gratefulness, your thankfulness. Number four, don't sugarcoat anything. We don't play with sin. And weak or false teachers can send you to hell. Um, I'm speaking on the part here when I read in Ephesians. Um, it goes through all the, the sexual immorality or the impure um, in verse 5. And then comes to 6. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. They're trying to sugarcoat all that went down to that whole list of sexual immorality and the covetousness and, and jealousy and impure impurity of body or thoughts or what have you. And, and we all know it, and we say, but don't let false teachers or weak teachers just wash that by like it's no big deal. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, so it was a little earlier. In the t- um, a little earlier in the chapter, and it reads, "And you were dead. You were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world. You were dead, following just just the status quo. Everybody doing just the normal life. We see on Facebook. It's just a lingo I picked up. Um, I deceived so many times." I kind of, you know, just kind of compromised to it. I mean, shoot, you know, everybody be about that life, whatever. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air. The spirit is now at work in the sun. The spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. That's who we were, past tense. But if we sugarcoat it and just kind of speak over that, and it's just like, I get it. God is gracious and God is love, but he's not about sloppy grace either. We are not perfect. When we, when we said yes to the Lord, when we got baptized with the water, it didn't just wash everything away and we were all good and we were 100% with him. I mean, we were 100% with him because of the sacrifice Jesus made on our behalf. But again, loves us enough to accept us where we're at, loves us enough not to leave us in that condition. It is a constant work to become better than I am. Holy, this my, that's my like, daily prayer, Lord Jesus. You make me better than I am. I should not die in the same condition I am currently in. It is better than 20 years ago. It is not. It better not be as good as what's going to happen 20 years from now. Who I am is better than I was 20 years ago. But it better not be the extent of who I am 20 years from now. 
be renewed, be transformed in your mind, first and foremost, through the washing of the word, through the Holy Spirit, be transformed. It's not okay just to go with, it's just, it's not okay to just go with the norm. It's not okay to, and we all compromise, no doubt, no question. But those who teach, those who are supposed to lead, those who are chosen and supposed to be path blazers here for the rest of us, those of us who are the call that we're supposed to actually teach and lead, prophesy over, speak into, show the, be, have that roadmap to paradise, to eternity, to be with the Father, we should not placate, water down, or, or just sugarcoat the jacked up ways we, we compromise or we fall to our sins. We cannot placate that and just nursemaid that and, and allow, just be okay with that. We can't. We, in love, yes, always in love. But shoot, when you're, when you're chosen and you've taken that up, when you're called to teach on and, and when he said, bring these little children on to me and show them the way, that takes some weight. That, that's responsibility later on. Those who realize that all of us are called to be ministers, but you take that on and you say yes and you give your yes, you are held accountable. We, we are held accountable, called. My called brothers and sisters, we are held accountable for every word, good, bad, or indifferent, purposely said or just we were just tired and slacked off and had some foolish talk or whatever. We can't just play it off. There needs to be continuous transformation that's happening. You're not going to be perfect, never will be. not saying that. You better be working towards it, though. And don't just excuse it. Because we've got younger brothers and sisters in the faith, not necessarily of age, but of the faith, or they just haven't maybe gotten the revelation that you have. And if you just play off your weaknesses, with at least holding yourself accountable and being admitting about it, at least not to everybody, but certain circumstances, what are they going to do? Be like, oh, good for you. If it was good for you, it's probably good for me. No. Don't don't give them a, a slippery slope to hell. Just saying. Number five, be about that light. Be about that light. Verse seven in, in chapter five, verse seven said, "Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. And we won't get to expose in a second. But be about." That light chosen. First Peter two nineteen one through nine. Oh, sorry. First Peter two one through nine. So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander, like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. If indeed, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is.
is good. You you know about this? You know that the Lord is good. You have tasted for yourself and know the sweetness and the purity and the love and the transformation that I am. Oh, wretched man that I am, but you love me. You know about that? Then you need to put come into that light. Uh, as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house. You are chosen, built up, chosen to be that brick, that cornerstone, uh, that pillar, chosen to be windows, whatever. You're chosen and taken as precious stones are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, for it stands in Scripture. Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe. Uh, So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word and they are destined as they were destined to do so. Those are the sons of disobedience. You are not called and chosen to be that. What were you called and chosen for? Verse 9, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, his, you belong to him, that you may proclaim the excellences of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We had a song about that one too. <laughs> but, uh, come out of that darkness and be about that light because you are the chosen. You have to be set apart. That means you can't just be playing with this, y'all. We can't just say things in words and not live it out. And our words in themselves are very powerful, sister. Um, who who asked uh, uh, actually just last night um, about uh, an interpretation of a dream that she had, and um, you know when you when you we we say the words and in prayer and. Even because our words are powerful, so when we start things and we start um, to pray into breaking off uh, generational curses and, and, and the bondages and all these things, it's not just in that instant you pray and it just oof, goes away. I mean, does God have the power to do that? Yes, but when you're the called, especially you gotta, you have then given a given the um, the yes to Jesus to say, you know what? Now you can open the door of this thing and then really show me what is down my line and what's in my, in my, um, so when we're talking about the courts of heaven, what's in the evidence box against me. And then he can specifically tell you where to pray into and start breaking them things off for you and your children and the generations to come. He can then shine, shine light onto the dark things because there's a lot of stuff that we do maybe dark to ourselves or to other people. And we're just hoping it just kind of gets, put away, but no, he needs to shine that light on him. And you've got to let him. 
the first and foremost, you give the prayer to allow him to so that the enemy no longer has that legal right to be all in control of that section of your life and jack you up. Pour that light in and keep shining it into it. Even the parts that it hurts, that you've been keeping, like, it's really, really dusty and old and decrepit because you've been hiding that for so, so stinking long. Let that light shine in. Why? Because number six, expose everything by that light and wake up. Wake up to the truth. Wake up to what you're called to be. Wake up to where you need to go, how you need to be transformed. Uh, there are, I'm just giving you a moment. In, in regards to that, that light, Ephesians 5.11 that we read previously, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. John 1, 5, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcoming. John 8, 12, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John 3, 20, for everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed because they will. That's my part, not, not the verse. It will, all those will be exposed, but they have to be, to get out of you, to wake you up. John 3, 19, 20, and through 20. This, and this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light because the works, their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. You hide. You try to hide from your own dad. You try to hide from your king. You try to hide from the light he pours in because you think if he hasn't really said anything about it or he hasn't really, really, really brought it to my attention that he don't know about it. Come on now. But if I hide it enough, like all these other things are good, but this certain situation or this certain part of my life, I'm just going to keep that in the shadows because that that part I'm really ashamed of and that I don't want to deal with. Um, you, you can't hide that. If the rest of you has light, if the rest of you is all there for the world to see, if the rest of you is there to, so people can see you walk out glory to glory to glory, it doesn't just stop at a certain point. There are things deep, deep within the recesses of us that constantly, there is always going to be something getting worked on and exposed by that light, always. Always, always, always. Ephesians 5.13, but when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. Uh, one of the church, the church of the women, uh, that we were a part of when my wife and I came back to the Lord, we called it the barn church because literally it was out in Ohio, up in the hills, and, and it was a converted barn. Uh, so it, it, this this was definitely country, uh, but in that um, not the the pastor of the house, but actually his mentors were uh, pastors and sister Lang, um, a beautiful beautiful couple. Like we all were just like if if we could only strive, and you know these kind of people, if we could only strive to be a, a portion of what they have done, whew, praise God. And and Pastor, uh, especially Mrs. Lang, she would teach uh, the ladies, the young ladies, my wife being one of them. And we always thought, I mean, 
you can't get better than Pastor and Sister Lang. Like, Brother and Sister Lang, like, that, that's the opinion. That's where we, that's our goal. And they were the first to, to say, oh, we always have something we're working on. The Lord is always showing another thing that we didn't know about or because all these other things were taken care of that we were more concerned about and the transformation has happened. And now, you know, what we're all seeing is, oh, shoot, y'all made it. Y'all are just like holy is holy. And they're like, oh, no, there's always something. He always shines out on that new thing. We might have overlooked it. It might not have been as big in the world's eyes of what they cared about or thought about. But it always gets exposed because God loves you enough not to leave you where you're at. We're talking people that are like 60, 70 years deep in Jesus. 60 years deep. They still got stuff to work on. There's still stuff being exposed. There's still renewed glory to glory to glory. doesn't stop. So that doesn't mean, oh, it's just so much work. I'm just not going to deal with it. No, you more testimony upon testimonies of how good God is and he loved enough not to. When we go into his presence, when we come there, when we're one day up in that glory with him, not one speck of dirt is allowed there. His house, right? Now, his mansion, his big, big, big house. When we go there, we're just, a little, you know, we're the small tents at the moment, the small old temples. When you're in his place, the presence of God, no wicked thing, not even a smidgen, can be present there. So from now till then, we're just working that stuff out more and more. We don't want to bring to shame what Jesus paid for. We don't want to show he's not getting something out of his transaction, something out of the cost and sacrifice that he made. Again, where I'm at is better than 20 years ago, but it better not be where I'm at 20 years from now. That's a waste. Glory to glory. Number seven, be wise our time is fleeting. Be wise, our time is fleeting. Psalm 144, verse 3 and 4. O Lord, what is man that you regard him, or the son of man that you think of him? Man is like a breath, his days are like a passing or a fleeting shadow. The days that we're in, the days that we find ourselves in, increasingly evil. Increasingly. I, I really believe when 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 we when we get to heaven, <laughs> when one day we get up there to heaven, Paul, Moses, John, Elijah, the whole lot of them are just going to be like, I don't know how you made it. I honestly believe we get up there, they're going to be like, I don't know how you did it. Like we knew sin, we had sin, we had all those things, and there's nothing new under the sun. But y'all got you got internet, <laughs> y'all got social media, y'all got just mess upon mess. Like, we at least didn't have to see everything on a TV. Like, you had to be present to see the debauchery in our time. Y'all have just got billboards showing your mess. How did you make it? We were praying for y'all. The days are increasingly evil here, people. We have a limited time to have influence on it. We have a limited time. 
to have influence on the world that we live in. Um, the you know we're we're the call. We we have to have influence again. Like I said, it's not our job to make people convert to Jesus. We're not going to talk people into that, but we're going to live a life and pray into and be ground zero and a point of encounter for people that their lives be transformed. We're going to live a life glorifying God in the midst and despite any and everything that may happen to show the glory because despite all, I still have my next breath. Despite all, Jesus Christ loves me. God the Father has said yes, he will adopt me into his family and he has despite my mess. We will bring glory to him to build up his kingdom because we, it, it's not the God, Father's will that even one is not his will. It is not his will. It's not his will that even one would be cast, would, would not make it and have to go to hell. It's not his will, but he gave us choice. So you don't make anybody do anything. You don't make anybody come to Jesus and say yes. You don't make anybody take on that forgiveness. You give them the opportunity to make a choice. You do live a life, however, that they can see they need to make a choice. And then that's up to them. But you do live a life where somebody, when they're around you, eventually they know they have to make a choice. You shine bright enough, that light shines bright enough that despite they've seen your ups and downs and what you go through and whatever, and you still hold to that faith and you still hold on tight to what you were called to be and you still love despite the way you've been burned or the way you've been treated or the way you've been misjudged or the way you've been ridiculed. You still love and live about that life and let that light be about that light despite your struggles, despite hardship, despite financial woes, despite relational just messed upness. You still shift the atmosphere with joy that comes from way down deep inside that you have no business having. You still have that light twinkling in your eye and they don't know how the heck you can. They know you're barely standing up, but you're still standing. And then maybe they've seen on the other side when you have those testimonies because victory has come and they're wondering how the heck. That gives them an opportunity to hear the truth. That gives them an opportunity to have encounter with the God that created them. That gives them an opportunity to make a choice. And then verse 8, plain and simple. Worship. You're chosen. You're called. You're about to be about this. You can't do it without worship. You will be drained, dried up, and done. Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Worship, y'all. Give praise to it. Get recharged through it. Be renewed by it. Have your have everything become empowered. Um, as it put here, let me see. First, 
19, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spirit. So this is back to Ephesians 5, verse 19. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual gifts, singing and making melody the Lord to the Lord with your heart. Give thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Worship, worship, worship. Uh, our sister Tiffany um, may may not be on this line, but uh, you know she uh, she is a good reminder of, and there's others that, um, and, and we do this with our family. Like we have those nights, typically Fridays, of just it's just time to worship and take in because we're depleted, because we got nothing left, because we can feel it. <laughs> there are times, especially, and and we had a small portion of time when we were here that we weren't doing it regularly and getting back into, and then when we did, oh, it was like, oh, oh yeah, we've been missing this. To just pour it out and just worship, give him his props, give him what is due out of thankfulness and praise. Worship, because out of praise you get to go to those court to the court. You get to go before God and say. All right, Satan, pour everything you have against me. Empty that evidence box. Put it in front of me. Yeah, we're here in front of the judge. All right, fine. You got all this stuff. You're saying all this mess against me. You're the accuser of me and my peoples. Put everything you have out on this table. Thank you. Lord Jesus, you died for this, didn't you? Please put your blood on that. Because this is facts. This is real. This is what he has against me. I can do nothing about it but I worship you and I thank you for what you did. Can you put that blood that you died, that precious blood you shed for me, can you put it on all this mess? And when he says yes, then you can look that devil in the eye and be like, okay, so what else you got? Because you can use all the words and say all the stuff you want to, but unless you have evidence, it's going to get thrown out. And if G and out of the thankfulness of your heart for what Jesus has done for you, and you worship him, and you bow down before him, and you acknowledge it's his blood that took care of all this mess that's either your fault or your daddy or your mommy's or your great-great-great-great-great-grandfather's or whomever, you acknowledge that the enemy can say anything, throw out all his lies, or even his accusations that are legit, and still have no evidence in the locker because it's been taken care of, it's been wiped out, and God will just be like, well, I guess those charges are dismissed. Satan, you no longer have legal right to mess with my child in this area because they gave that up. They let my son put his blood on it specifically. You can talk all you want. And the greatest lawyer and the you know, prosecuting attorney can can have the most articulate and wonderful speech in the courtroom. But if there's no evidence to back it, case dismissed. And then, quite frankly, because the king deserves it, worship at his feet. Because he deserves it. Because you are about that life to live as the chosen people. And your worship shows who you are aligned to. Who you are in the fight for. Whose army you belong and you war over. It's where we get replenished. It's where we get renewed. It's where the giftings even come out more. They just constant on worship on a regular. However he works that in your life, 
however which it whichever form it takes to be presented at. Some of us do it in words and song and just bowing down and just letting him hold you in art that you create in songs that you sing, what have in poetry or books that you write. And the way in which you evangelize to other people and the way in which you live your life and you do homework with your son or your daughter or you sing to them at night and do your prayers with them and you live and be that example to you worship. Another song that we had, I'm just talking about all the stuff we used to rap, but true worship. It's not just praising and singing on Sunday. It's living a life devoted to him. Now, in that for us, part of that renewal is bowing down and just soaking in worship musically and singing out and crying out and praying out and just let daddy be there. But you need to have that. That's it. He's our life source. You can't be called and be a warrior and do all these powerful things and whatever without getting drained. We're empty, broken vessels, remember? We need refilled constantly because that stuff leaks out. And quite honestly, it's supposed to get poured out to people. You're supposed to get filled up not to keep it and hold it and get old. It's got to come out one way or another. It's either just going to slowly leak out or you're going to downpour that on people that need it. And then go get filled up again. So with that, I thank you for your time. Love y'all. Hope that you received from it. Daddy, thank you for being present. And I pass the call. So, Father, now that we have been led back to you, the one that called, the one that replenished, the one that restores, the one that gives joy, the one that gives peace, that one, that now is time that we worship you, God. Thank you for this month. From the 1st to the 31st, God, you have been faithful. And so now here we are. We open our mouths on this morning just to say thank you. Thank you for thinking enough to call, to tap, And that breath, yes, the breath of life on this morning, oh God. Many of us on this morning have gone through something this month, have been on our face, have been on our knees, have been on our back. But on this morning, you called. You had Brother Dwayne really put it out there for us on this morning. So, Father God, on this morning, as I ask those that are on the line, the called, to begin to worship, to begin to thank God, to begin to lift them up on this morning as we enter in your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. He said, be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord, you're good, and you're worthy. Thank you, God. So as I ask each and every prayer warrior that is on the line, some absent, but many present on this morning, unmute your lines on this morning, and begin to give God the praise that is due him. 
Unmute your life. Give him praise for Sister Barbara on this morning, God. We thank you, O God. We enter in, O God. Take our hearts, O God. Take the pain off, we God. So many are suffering right now. Unmute your life and give him praise for this morning, God. Thank you for the breath of life. Thank 
The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. And so we thank you today. We bow down before you, oh God. We honor you, oh God. Yes. Yes, we honor you, Jesus. Our lives.
time is winding up, saints of God. Holy Spirit, Lord, blow. Hey, I'm sick. I'm not a little shock. Thank you, prayer warriors, on this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, as we exhale today. As we exhale today. Did we with another call? <laughs> As I pass the call. Okay. Back to you, Brother Dwayne. God bless you. Thank you so much. Amen. love, that's nice if you want accolades or whatever, but if you're not doing it in love, 
It's it's worthless. Be imitators of God. Number two, stay clear of sexual and all impurity, covetousness, filthiness, or foolish talk. Uh, all all sins, all of the sins are outside of the body. But when you sin against your body in sexual immorality, you're the temple of God. Even if it's a temporary temple, even if it's a decaying one that's not going to last forever. Um, even if it's only for this time period, you still carry the king, the presence of the king within you. Respect his house. Respect his house. You are not your own. You belong to him. You sold him the lease. You couldn't do this. You couldn't do the upkeep on your own. Respect his place, even to the even to the words that you use, because they are power. Because he gave you the authority of creation through your lips, just like he has. So even fully, don't don't be slack. Number three, and, I'm, and, and understand, I don't just say this to y'all. <laughs> I'm speaking to you, to me too. Number three, thankfulness. Thankfulness. You don't enter a man's house unless invited. You know, Psalm 104 enters uh, into the gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. You don't, especially, especially to a man of authority, you don't enter his house unless you're invited and you don't come without bearing gifts. Jesus, God has invited us to be with him, to, to be in his in audience with him. So you, But you don't go without that invitation and you must bear gifts. Our thankfulness, our gratitude is our gifts. And the only way you can even override those two laws is if you have more authority than him, and we don't. Number four, don't sugarcoat. Don't play with the sin. Weak or false teachers can send you to hell. We can't placate and excuse our stuff. We can expose our stuff, and that's in here, and we should. It's there. We have it. But don't placate it. Don't just wash it over to make people feel better about themselves or yourself. Don't sugarcoat it. Number five, be about that light. You are chosen. Live this life. You formerly were from those ways of evil. Let you are now children of light. Live like it. Number six, expose everything by that light and wake yourself up. You still have stuff to work on. We all do. So don't act like you made it yet. Until you are on the other side of this life, you haven't made it yet. So expose, be exposed by that light. Expose everything. Number seven, be wise. Our time on this earth is fleeting. This is not about intelligence. There are plenty of people that are plenty intelligent, more intelligent than me, that still do some dumb stuff. Let the spirit, you need to know, with true wisdom, First is knowledge of God and then obedience to it. Be wise with how you do things. We only have a certain time to be influential. These days are increasingly evil. We have a limited time to be an influence. Be wise. And number eight, worship. If you're doing all this work, if you're living the way you're supposed to, you're going to get drained. You're supposed to be with broken vessels, where to be filled up so we can pour out. So you need to you need to worship, and you can enter the courts with praise. That worship, we're called to do it. We're called to lift him up, and not just because I mean, shoot, he'll have the rocks and the trees cry out to him, 
but when we show after Thanksgiving, we give worship and give him his due, we are aligning with his purpose for us. And then all that stuff that we need help with, lay that out on the table in front of his courts. I've got the accuser coming down on me, and yeah, he's got legal right to all the stuff he wants to say, either through my mess-ups or my ancestors' mess-ups. And Jesus, the only way to is to expose it to light, put it on the table, let your blood go over it. And then when that evidence locker is empty and the enemy can like say all he wants to, but there's no evidence anymore to it, case dismissed. But the worship even more so is replenishing us. We get drained. I know my wife and I do, our family does. You need that time to just be with your father at his feet and just let him pour back into you. And with that, if anybody's got anything to share, the floor is yours. Any takers? Good morning, Brother Dwayne. Good morning. Awesome declaration on this morning. Just a reminder of the call. The one that called us. Thank you so much for the reminder. Mm. It's something mm. to ponder on. It's something to ponder on today. Because people are looking at us. And I just look at their you know, people that are doing things out of, um, you know, they it's like they're worshiping, but they're really not worshiping. It's more like a, a show. Mm-hmm. There's some people that are have that I've seen in, in my uh, coming up in, in churches and different things that, you know, worship is no longer worship. It's, it's like they're there. It's, you know... No real, no real, nothing put in, but I thank you for breathing on us this morning. We needed that just to wake up. And thank you for all those that have uh, declared this month has been awesome. Because mm-hmm. it should put us right on our toes. Thank you for your uh, obedience to the word on this morning. God bless you. This is Geraldine. Thank you. God bless you, Geraldine. And thank you for leading us in prayer. Good morning, my brother. My brother, what up, dude? Hey, hey, we want to put you on six thirty, man. <laughs> <laughs> you takes a whole hour and then some, but <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, great declaration, man. Uh, uh, all, all those eight points. You brought some hard word today, but I, I, I loved how the, the bottom line: we are to walk in love, and and that's that's really the uh, that's really the basis of it. You know, um, that's what really reality and, and all that God created, and what and what uh, what we perceive as reality and what we see as reality is is, is really based on. For God, you know, for God so loved the world, mm-hmm. and because He loved the world, uh, when you when you when you deal in true love, you you always have a giving heart, and you always want to create, you always want to to uh, replicate 
And so I think this is one of, partly one of the reasons why God create, created the world, uh, because he is a God of community, because he is a God of love. And when you love, you you, you want to keep giving that and, and, and keep sharing that. And I think this is what... Uh, the ultimate gift that God gave us is, was uh, because uh, of his love. Um, I love the part. First of all, I want to say, you know, dealing with Priscilla and Aquila, you know, as, as you were talking about that, I thought about you and your wife uh, and uh, and how inspiring you are uh, to be a, a couple. I, I I look at you in that vein, uh, you and Sarah, mm-hmm. a, a couple. Um Maybe not in the front, and I don't believe the Priscilla Pr- Pr- uh, Pr- Aquila was was in the front. Of of course, mm-hmm. weren't the pastors, but they were an, an integral part of, of the Church of uh, Ephesus. And you know, I see you in that role, and so I just want to just keep on uh, praying for you, and uh, you know, and and may God continue to bless you and your wife. Uh, I see great things uh, ahead for you. Um, thirdly, I wanted to say that uh, I, I love the part where you talked about, um, you know, our bodies a temple that we gave away the the lease. Mm. But God is so gracious in that, you know, uh, this is His house, and we we've signed we signed over our lease to Him. But He He allows us to live in it. Mm-hmm. He gives us the choice. Now we can break up the house if 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 we want. Uh, there's a, there will be accounting later on, but he gives us the, the choice. Um, and because you know, because of all what he's done for us, and and because not only does he take our lease, but you know, if we allow him to, uh, he can fix up the house. He can fix up the room. He can transform this house. And what's so better is that. In that great getting up morning, he's going to transfer us from this house to a house that's not been built mm. by human hands, to a mm. house that will never uh, uh, decay, to a house that you never have to worry about the roof leaking, you never have to worry about uh, 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 replacing the windows, you never have to worry about the carpet getting bare, you never have to worry about dirt or dust in that new house. Over the God we serve, who takes our house right now, transforms it, makes it the best that he can, and says that there's another house coming. Mm. You just mm-hmm. obey me and just love me and just walk in my love and just walk into our calling. I I, I can't wait for that day. But until that day, you know, I'm going to try to honor this house. I'm going to try to honor my calling the best that I can. God bless you. Wonderful declaration. Oh, thank you, but love you, brother. Love you. Thank you, brother Dwayne. Oh, that was an awesome message. I'm praying that your wife will feel better. <laughs> she hears you right now. Thank you. Yeah, brother, that's right. This is this is his house. Let's honor it and live up to it. And we strive every day for that. Anyone else? 
Hey, Dwayne. Morning. <laughs> I'm at work. What I'm listening. Had a tough night. Two tough nights. Mm. But I guess the field I work in, we understand that by now, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, amazing declaration. And it's strange when you started your declaration. Because this week, mm. I just yeah. sent out, I just, like, posted a message about just, I forget the exact words, but just saying, like, mm. just remember, your body is not yours. It doesn't mm. belong to you. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then it was amazing. It's amazing to hear your declaration this morning. Because, you know, it's funny. I was going down looking at different scripture verses. And I came across that one. And I go, I think the Holy Spirit wants me to send this one out. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people don't realize that you're not in control of it. It's not yours. It don't belong to you. Don't matter what you might think, right? Right. But um, I think that's a great eye-opener. That's um, a good declaration, a great declaration. Because um, I don't think a lot of people realize that this body does not belong to, to us. We are just in it for a season mm-hmm. until the Lord is ready to take this body away. <laughs> All right. I have to go. I'm still at work. <laughs> have a good day. God bless everyone. God bless everyone. Okay. Anyone else on the line? Has anything to say? Good morning, Miss Krishanda. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. <laughs> I enjoyed your share this morning. It's always good to hear the truth. Um, Sometimes it's painful, especially mm-hmm. if you want, really want to walk this thing out. And sometimes you don't even know that you have certain things that you need to deal with until you find yourself in certain situations. Come on, now. So I, so I really appreciate your share, and I'm certainly going to go back and study the scriptures that you provided, and I'm always happy to hear your declarations and bless you and your wife. No, God bless you. Thank you, Shoshana. Um Yeah, there's always he, – he takes care of some big stuff in the beginning, and then there's deeper works, maybe not as big, maybe even bigger. That are just way down in there, and and it was a very good point that it's sometimes certain situations or your um your the time of life that you're in, the season of life that you're in, that can reveal those things. Um, and a lot of times for us personally, there's seeds that were planted that help for our marriage, even for our personal. That it, it was touched on a little bit, some time went by to allow life to happen, and then it, it's brought back to the surface to really be taken care of. Um, but that was that was wisdom right there. there. There is seasons in life when it's time to shed light on certain things that need to be worked out in this. 
And it's just so it's beautiful that he will show you, right? And he doesn't just hit you over the head with it. He just loves you through it because he wants us to be the best version of ourselves. So if we just press in, um, he'll get it. We'll we'll get through it. Amen. Well, this is Sarah. And um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't not say something. <laughs> um, I'm incredibly proud of my husband um, to be bold and courageous, and and just speak truth. And really, even if it comes in a way where it feels like a little bit of fire, that's still the love of of Jesus. It's still his love burning things out of us. And and really the called and the chosen are always consistently surrendering to the process of what God is doing in them. It's it's like they know that they're set apart. They know that they're chosen for great things. And so when the Holy Spirit comes and convicts them, they surrender. And 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 it's a process. It's just, uh, yeah, first, I felt really, if you're resisting, you know that it's time that he's about to pull that thing up and out of you. And the, the sooner we, we come to that place of surrender, the sooner we can be set free and, and the sooner that we can start walking victoriously and, and purposely. And it's really such, so gracious of the Father to speak to us in this manner so that we can walk victoriously. It's, it's a process. You know, it's a, it's like, um, the little, the little gummy bears, what do you call it? First you're sweet, then you're sour. There's <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of both of that, but it's because, um, the father loves us so much that he would burn that stuff out of us that we would be sanctified, purified, walking righteously, consistently flooding our our hearts, our soul, our mind with the presence of Jesus, flushing out all the the blemishes. And I just I'm grateful for this for his words. I'm grateful. I'm I'm submitting, I'm surrendering, I'm saying, do in me what you need to do, God, because I only want to live for you. I only want to live for you and teach me, show me, guide me, work it out, kink it out because I, I don't want to lead one person astray in my, in my uh, disobedience or resistance or anything. There, you know, we have a sphere of influence that Jesus, a metron of, of a sort that Jesus gives us. And I, I only want that sphere of influence to be influenced by the presence of Jesus, not my flesh and not my sin, but Jesus. So I, I'm personally just grateful for my husband and what he brings to this call and, and just to people in general because of his his courage to speak truth. Well, she just made me sound good, but thank you. <laughs> Love you, Ben. 
Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Oh, thank you so much for your declaration. Awesome share. Thank you for your truth. Um, this is the first time in a long time I was actually able to stop and write notes. And what an amazing share. <clears throat> thank you for your your wife, your family, your mom, your declaration. Um, the way that your family, the way that you guys exhibit your love and your family, even the way that you giggle when your mom talks to you, um, <laughs> the way that you overflow with your love, um, you guys' ministry together is so very encouraging. Um, thank you for saying that we are um, selected to be champions, like the thoroughbreds bred to be champions are so our diet. Mm. And um, everything is to be different um, than than the norm, than the world. Just thank you so much for your. Um, when you come, I, I, I when you share, I, you and your wife, I have a um, a calmness that comes over me, and I, and I really do feel the love of God that you guys live and share and uh, minister. And so, thank you so much. God bless you guys. Have an awesome day. You as well. God bless you. And just Jesus is love. God is love. And I'm grateful that that shows through this family. Thank you. Good morning, Brother Elliot. Good morning, Brother. Man, a wonderful decoration this morning. I, I'm going to have to not lay in the bed or listen to the decoration. I really need to sit up. Oh. So I, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And get the impact of it. Um, mm. Listening to your decoration, I was just thinking about how it's uh, a humbling, honorable thing to be called mm. my father and you know, to, to be able to honor him uh, with our lives. And and that's the, the the state that I try to live my life from a place of uh, humility. And you, you talked about love, you know, um, loving, uh, you know, doing God's will, you know, him calling us to serve. Um, Man, I, I, I'm definitely going to have to go back and listen to the playback because, like I said, I was laying in the bed and not sitting up. Um, but you talked about um, the Church of Ephesus being started by a couple. Um, could you um, uh, touch on that a little bit more for me? Um, so Aquila and Priscilla... Um, and, and Brother E has some knowledge on it too, if he wants to share any. Uh, they were uh, a teaching couple that um, there were uh, disciples that even came to them just um, kind of like a pit stop. They they, they would be filled by an, um, the church. So on Paul's second missionary journey, uh, Ephesus was a, was a stop and, and needed a church needed to be started. So uh, Priscilla and Aquila kind of started the roots of it uh, to establish, you know, there was believers there that basically when Paul's doing evangelism, it's stirring things up that city needed uh, people to bring folks together. So uh, Priscilla and Aquila, and through their teaching, kind of 
brought it together, came over, and then Paul later came in to pastor over, and Timothy came to pastor over. Um, and a lot of the time, as well, elders, there were elders that were still a bit worldly and were causing issues. So later on, John comes in and, and reminds people of Ephesus that they left their first love, really because leadership that were half-hearted in and out um, by that point uh, were leading people astray. But Aquila and Priscilla, I think, just out of obedience, not out of brother kind of spoke onto it before. They weren't trying to be in the forefront. They just saw a need. Um, they were teachers, and they took on a role as, as shepherd for for a bit, just to bring this church together. Um, not sure, but necessarily maybe out of their home even, uh, but with their hospitality, with their marriage, their bond, uh, they planted. They they helped with the foundation of bringing people together, and then pastors were able to come in. Um, but they saw a need and filled a need. I pretty much feel that's how it went. Uh, Pastor, you can, or brother, you can uh, speak on it if you know someone. Does that help any? We're still in the court. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I was, I was, uh, on mute, someone else was going to elaborate on that. I um, I just was going to say that when you when you um, brought that out, I thought about myself and my wife and a real uh, dear friend of mine, which is a pastor. Pastor Brian always shared with me that uh, God has a calling on, on me and my wife. Mm-hmm. And you know, he said, Jeff, you're running. You, you mm-hmm. you're running. Be still, <laughs> and, and, and be and be obedient. You know, what I'm saying to the calling that God has, because cause God has a work for for you and your wife to do. And you know, we both have our different ministries in the way that we serve uh, at our church. But um, Pastor Brian, he constantly tells me that God has something special uh, for me and my wife to do. Mm-hmm. So when you brought that out about the church being started by a couple that sort of stood out for me. And uh, like I said, great declaration, and, and I'm definitely going to have to go back and listen to the playback because uh, I wasn't sitting on the edge of the bed. I was laying down. And, uh, <laughs> you you to miss it a little bit, you know, when you do it that way. So thank you for your declaration this morning. Amen. Amen. There is something special about couples. I spoke on how um, my wife and I used to do some holy hip-hop ministry uh, as I rapped and she sang and so forth. And we, there was a couple that we saw do it and do it really well. We we were young and we were just trying to make it happen and throw two talents together and just see what And we saw them flow. You could tell their love, their partnership on that stage. And I know the Lord sees that. Um, uh, it's the great romance with it, right? That, that is what we have. We have a great romance. And what you don't see is displayed better than a healthy married couple that love Jesus, that love the Lord. And that, I think, in certain parts, uh, again, Priscilla and Aquila, they didn't remain the head, what have you. But in that sphere of love, in that culture, that, that, that relationship that, that they had, they were able to bring people together under their roof. Um, and that's a powerful thing. 
when couples do things well together and holy together, people take notice. The world tries to just put it like we celebrate when you get married and then we can't wait till you get divorced. I mean, honestly, the world loves to tear couples apart and to see a healthy one thriving holy, that inspires, no doubt. So yeah, things get started like that. Good morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Good morning. Good morning, Brother Dwayne. Um, good morning, family. This is Pam. Um, I just wanted to um, add on to what you were just sharing um, because I was really just writing that down. Um, I just, I'm so, uh, I give thanks to God for the couples of Declare Victory. And um, from when I started, like three, well, over three years ago, there weren't, there were, um, I always remember it was Brother Jeff, Pretty Patrice, um, Brother E and Sister Juliet, and I just um, always really not only admired, but just really appreciated God showing that love of a of a couple, a God-fearing couple to me. Um, and then I thank them so much this morning because I just listening, and I'm like, wow, God, you're so good. Like, he continues to grow the couple um, of Declare Victory, and just hearing these, uh, Brother Dwayne and uh, you and Sister Sarah have blessed me so much, and it's just God is so amazing, and I'm just so thankful that He's allowing um, couples like you to be on this call. Um, and it just kind of—I I mean, I've been uh, single for a while and been okay with it, but I am totally like that. You represent what I—I I definitely, if I were to be married, I want a God-fearing husband. Just like you guys represent, so thank you so much for that. It's just such a blessing. I give glory and honor to God for what He's doing in the Declare Victory call, even when I'm not on it, because I'm in a bit of seasons of silence. Um, and so I just wanted to thank you so much for that share, the declaration, and just um, I just pray everyone will be blessed on this day today. Have a blessed day. All praise to Jesus. Amen. All praise to God. So, unless there's anyone else, we will wrap it up. Daddy, I thank you for this time. I thank you uh, for your you sharing your heart with your people, calling us back unto yourselves, uh, unto yourself, um, declaring, reminding us what it, what it means to be called and chosen by you, and how to honor you in that. Uh, thank you for your word, your 66 love letters to us, your basic instructions before leaving this earth. Uh, thank you, Father God, that you're constantly renewing us from glory to glory, you're teaching us, you're showing us. And you don't let us go, you don't leave us alone to do this by ourselves because we mess it all up, and then some. Uh, 
I pray peace upon uh, all the brethren present, and uh, may this day just be blessed and full. Go out there and and shine light. In Jesus' name, Amen. Love y'all. Have a wonderful time. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Have a blessed day. No weapon form will prosper in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Have a wonderful day, everyone. Amen. Okay. You want to be blessed. Have a safe holiday weekend. Thank you. Supporting one another, a living faith is what this life.